Welcome to the Youth School Podcast, where we believe inside of everybody there is a great story waiting to be discovered and lived. This is the show where we guide you on your journey in discovering what your story could be. It's your life. Don't let anybody else write it. Hi, everybody. This is Tim Parlier, and I'm back with Scott Schimmel, the founder of U School. And uh, we've got a special guest with us this time. We're trying to do something special on this podcast where once a month we bring in a, a special guest to come in and we just pick their brain. And so, uh, what we're trying to find with our guests is, is someone who's going through a transition in life that we all experience in some way, or as an influencer, we have people in our lives going through those types of transitions. So the person on the hot seat today is welcome, Mr. Craig. Thanks for being here. What up? What up? Thanks for having me. Craig is, as you can tell from his response to that question, is a current student, a college student, and he's going through some transitions right now. And so Craig, tell us, what what season of life are you in and what, what kind of transition are you facing currently? Yeah, so I am currently a senior at University of Washington up in the Pacific Northwest. Uh, go dogs. Uh, go dogs. So I got a quarter left and um, going to be graduating. And then I become a full adult and hopefully am employed at some point. We'll see if McDonald's is hiring. Burger King might be hiring, but we're checking out all our options. It's promising. And yeah. a big corporate. I heard there's good benefits there. Yeah. At least. yeah. Just How- climb the corporate ladder. You know, you mentioned uh, as you as you're just starting off introducing yourself a little bit. You mentioned uh, all kind of just the season of life that you're in, and and your friend group, and just what everybody's going through as seniors. And so what I'm curious to hear about is what is a conversation with your friends sound like right now? What what are on, what's on the forefront of people's minds as seniors in college? I would say there's kind of like two groups. There's one group that knows exactly what they're doing and they have the canned answer that they can tell everyone hey what are you doing oh i'm working here uh i'm working for um wells fargo i'm working for goldman sachs i'm working at qualcomm i'm in their finance department um and i'm doing this i'm really excited it's going to be awesome and it's typically they intern there the previous summer Mm -hmm. um or did something like that and they they've got it all set and then there's other guys who you ask and they just are kind of like oh well i'm checking out this i'm checking out that i'm not quite sure and it's kind of like this vibe of you don't really ask the people that you know don't really have a uh answer yet Uh or you don't want to like make them uncomfortable so to speak but then uh it's like this badge of honor if you do have this thing lined up already that you can Mm. talk and tell them you're like oh wow that's so cool that's so you have a great accomplishment in this job that you're going to go do after you graduate. And why do you think it makes students uncomfortable? If you mentioned that people are uncomfortable, if they don't feel like they have an answer to that, what does that come from? Uh, I mean, probably fear and insecurity. I think a lot of people are scared. Like I, how am I supposed to have my whole life figured out? Or like, I don't, I've been a student my whole life and I don't really even know the things I like. Like I, I've been good at school or good at these things, but I don't know how that necessarily translates or what job is good for me. And a lot of times what job is good for them doesn't always translate to like 
what job is going to have a good reputation because i think a big thing is like this uh up in the northwest is like oh you working for amazon or like microsoft uh-huh. or it, it's like those are the heavy hitters of like oh wow they're working for amazon like they really got it um and it's like this totem pole and so if you're like not on there you're like oh crap like maybe i'm not quite measuring up or like they've got their their life figured out they're gonna go make money and do this and it's almost like this unspoken rule that you can't really just be like i don't really know sure but where are you at with all that uh i definitely land more on the i don't really know spectrum uh i kind of have some interests i'm a business finance major uh and information systems uh kind of double focus and i've kind of like the asset management industry uh and it sounds accomplished and cool uh and (laughs) i i enjoyed it when i worked there i did an internship over summer there uh but i also don't have anything lined up right now uh i'm like i said interviewing at a couple places uh but i'm still deciding and and i kind of still have this fear of like oh even if I choose this one thing, like it'll sound nice, but will I even like it? And will I just choose it because it sounds good or because I actually hmm. like it? Remember my least favorite interview question back when I was a senior in college was tell us why you want to work here. Because if I was honest, I'd be like, why do I want to work? I don't want to work here. <laughs> I, don't wanna, I guess I'm supposed to. Mm-hmm. Uh, so when you think about the transition you're making, if you were honest, I mean, we're not interviewing you for a job necessarily, although there might be some role for you at some point. Um, but it, wh- what would you say? Like, what do you really want? What do you want life to be like? What do you want work to be like? What are you hoping for six months, a year after graduation? I kind of hope that I'm starting to discover more and more work that is like matches what i was like designed or feel like i'm good at i guess Mm -hmm. like there's certain things that i know my personality and my strengths are gonna be good i'm good at that that you or tim wouldn't be good at and uh for me it's like this process of like okay i gotta see is this Mm. something that'll be good for me and kind of gauging as i work like okay i liked this i didn't Mm -hmm. like this Mm -hmm. what aspect of this is really Mm -hmm. what i liked or what how did that touch on one of the strengths or something that i'm good at um are you crossing things off the list like i just not no that's not my thing yeah so like at this whole year has been like a process of kind of more doing kind of informational interviews checking Mm -hmm. out a lot of different career options especially like finance is such this blanket umbrella of like right. oh yeah you do finance yeah. like, whatever that means and but there's like a million different uh hmm. things to go under and so i was like i should probably narrow down like what yeah. sort what of kind of finance. yeah what yeah. kind of yeah. finance and uh the more people i met with the more i was able to be like okay i know i don't want to do that mm-hmm. uh i know i don't want to work 70 hours yeah. a week yeah. and I I know I don't want to be in front of a computer all day long mm-hmm. crunching numbers mm-hmm. uh, and I know like I I want to interact with people and mm-hmm. I want to be more uh relational uh yeah and so knowing those things I'd right. be in interviews and hear like oh well uh, you do this and this and this is what uh-huh. I do on a daily basis and 
um being able to be like okay i yeah. don't want to do that right. don't want to do that don't want to do and yep. for me it's been more of this process of elimination mm-hmm. and finding things that haven't checked mm-hmm. the box that i'm like well i know i don't want to do that right. and i know right. I don't want to do that i think if there's older people listen to this that's like a previous generation that when they hear i'm, sp- I'm just kind of thinking and, and speaking for them when they hear a 22 year old say i don't really want to work a long hours i don't want to sit behind a desk i think old people would say what do you think you're going to do at 23 like mm-hmm. th- so um I don't, know, I don't know if that's a question. That's more like, well, how do you respond to that? Like, because you, do you want to work? <laughs> yeah, this... yeah, yeah. I'm like, I know I want to work, yeah. but I don't want to like be a slave to yeah. my work, I yeah. guess. Yeah. Uh, and I know when I put my head down and work on something that I can mm-hmm. really get work done. And I, I expect that out of my work. Yeah. And I expect I'm going to have to, there's going to be a lot of times, especially when I'm young, mm-hmm. that I'm really going to have to put my head down and work. Right. It's not fun. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. not fun. And it's not something you're like, oh, yeah. Yeah. And, like, you really got a, a lot of the skills you need to learn in mm-hmm. certain jobs. You have to learn by just putting your head down and mm-hmm. plowing. Um, yeah. And so for me to understand, like, okay, I know I can put my head down and plow on, like, the technical things mm-hmm. and things that, that they teach everyone. Mm-hmm. Um, but I want to make sure once I get through that and yeah. break through that door and have all those tools yeah. equipped that the job that it like goes up to is something that I'm like, yeah, that's actually right. what I want to right. be rather than, oh, I learned all these great tools. And now this position that I'm in isn't something yeah. that I really yeah. feel like is a good fit. But yeah. now I have all these things that got me to this position and mm-hmm. I realized this position wasn't even what I wanted. Well, you talked about doing something that you enjoy, something that you're good at. I know talking to a lot of other young people the stereotype is they would say i don't know what i'm going to do i just know it has to be meaningful or impactful so, mm-hmm. so you didn't mention necessarily not that this is bad uh that the work you do has to be doing good in the world mm-hmm. um like a lot of young college students would go into nonprofit work or go work overseas is that where, where is that in terms of importance for you like bringing good into the world, doing, working for a cause or, or a company that's doing good? Yeah, I think I, I value that. I value a company that has good values, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, but I think I've always put that um, sort of uh, doing good or mm-hmm. uh, caring about others mm-hmm. more as a personal thing that I want to be motivated towards. Yeah. Um, Not that you're and, looking for your yeah, yeah, yeah. job to do that for yeah, you. So. That I don't want to just uh, prescribe to this job and mm-hmm. almost like get my identity yeah. solely from not only the position I work in, but oh, well, my job does good too. So yeah. like I want to be my own individual who yeah. I have my job here and I can do good here. And if yeah. that so happens to be through the job I'm in, like mm-hmm. awesome. But I want to also be able to do that on yeah. my own, I guess. So you're in my in my interpretation you're senior you're graduating in a few weeks months etc and right now to put a label on it your process of getting to clarity is the process of elimination so you're kind of okay i'm not gonna it's not science i'm not gonna be a teacher something about finance but now you're going through and saying okay it's not that it's not that so that is an approach right that's like Mm -hmm. that is a way to get there but like you mentioned even in finance there might be a thousand different things to do so what if you're to look at yourself right now 
what do you feel like you need to do differently in terms of your own process to get to a place where you, you're, you're clear? This is what I want. Here's why I want it. And I'm going to go after it. Yeah. I think it's kind of daunting. It's good to hear you put it that way. Cause I feel like I'm the elimination process has been good in a sense, uh -huh. but at the same time, it's like, I'm looking out in this big field of like, like stones or flowers that I'm picking up and looking at it. And like, yeah, it's just this massive area and I could yeah. go through every single one and be like, Nope, 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 yeah. Nope. And yes, where I'd, I, yeah. I would rather be able to be like, no, this is who I am. And yeah. I know that this is where I am yeah. meant to be, I guess. Yeah. Cause it's exhausting to keep finding all these no's right. rather than sort of aligning yeah. myself. And then seeing like, what's that? Yes, that and, is. And probably if you're like me, every time you get a no or you find out it's a no, you actually hear about other opportunities you didn't even know existed before. Yeah. Now you got to go trace down yeah. three more things. Exactly. Cross them off the list. Mm -hmm. What about, um, cause a lot of people I think are listening to this podcast would be older, mm -hmm. either youth workers, educators, or parents. So not that you want to throw your parents under the bus, but in what ways have your parents been helpful? in this process and, and unhelpful. And, and part of that question too is what do you feel like you need or want from your parents? Um, I think my dad has been really helpful in sort of mentoring me and how to uh, just like practical things and how to be business professional in emails and in interactions and uh, help me with that sort of stuff. Cause like you can learn that, I guess, from these and they do programs yeah. at colleges uh -huh. of like, here's your interview practice. Yeah. Here's how so you shake hands. Yeah. yeah. And, and here's how you be a good leader and here's all the leadership principles yeah. you need to learn. But it's been really more practical and helpful to learn that from my dad. That's cool. Um, and I've been really lucky to have that. I know I have, um, mm -hmm. some friends who, who don't have right. uh, that opportunity or who don't have someone that, uh, can really kind of give them that mm -hmm. advice and guidance. Mm -hmm. And for me, I don't, like, I don't know what I would probably have. I, I have enough slip ups as it is yeah. where I'm like, oh, crap, I shouldn't, right. have, done that. <laughs> right. I shouldn't have said that <laughs> to that person. Yeah. Like, whoops. Um, but to have my dad, that's been super helpful. Mm -hmm. um, and I think my my parents have sort of been. Uh, they've not wanted to push me too much. Mm -hmm. I mean, they'll they'll ask, um, but they uh, they're not pressuring or they're not pressuring telling you, you got two months and we're yeah. never going to pay for anything again. You're, yeah. You're yeah. on your own. Uh huh. So I think they, they've made it like known. And mm -hmm. I, I think they just, they know that I know, like, yeah, they know <laughs> that my clock's ticking yeah. faster up than to you. their clock's ticking. Yeah. And so that's good. I think they're like, it's a good dynamic. Yeah. They're like, okay, well I'll, my dad was like, if you ever want to talk, like I, yeah. I really am more than happy to, but I don't want to, um, just tell you everything or like yeah. try to give yeah, yeah. you un advice that you don't want to hear. Or it. even I'm a dad, I have three kids. So it's almost like he's choosing not to, I'm sure he's anxious for you. Yeah. I'm sure he's nervous for you. Uh -huh. It's one of the, like the biggest tests of parenting. Do my mm -hmm. kids actually have what it takes to pay their own bills? That's that's maybe one of the only ways we can test to see if we're successful or not. Mm -hmm. But it sounds like he's not transferring his own anxiety to you, which is so, I mean, that's that's good. That's really, I mean, that's mm -hmm. like magic. <laughs> we should interview him next. Yeah. <laughs> I think it, it it has been good. And I think 
he, he's had two older brothers okay. to oh, yeah. go through already. Yeah. So um, I think you're that, getting the best parenting. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> I, I guess. That's great. Uh, so that that's been helpful. Mm-hmm. Um, I think, and my mom is more of someone I just like kind of do things in process with. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's good at just processing things with yeah. listening. Um, that's cool. So I'll kind of usually like the more practical and businessy things I go to my dad. But if I'm like, Oh mom, like, I just, I don't know. Like I'm, I, I'm scared. Like I, I'm kind of fearful of the future and she'll be like, Oh, like what makes you scared? And like, she just talks me through it and it's like really helpful. Yeah. Yeah. Well, as I was thinking about potential jobs, there's so much that comes with that. Uh, and we've, you know, we've kind of focused on that aspect of it, but even shifting Shifting the occupational thing, uh, there's also a location change potentially. Mm-hmm. Do you move back? Do you move to another city that you haven't lived in before, which implies a relational change because now you have a new friends. You have mm-hmm. friend groups changing no matter what too. That's a huge yeah. part of the transition. Yeah, uh, part of the unknown, similar yeah. to maybe it was in high school. It's like everyone's mm-hmm. scattering. College, a little bit different. Some. Some stay in the city where the university is, you know, mm-hmm. probably a bulk will, and then bulk go to other major cities kind of in the region. Yeah. Um, but I, I'm wondering from your perspective, though, um, and it's not an either or, but would you, maybe just to help you frame it, would you rather be in a city where you had a lot of relationships and be less satisfied in your day-to-day job, you know, like a nine-to-five aspect, mm-hmm. or would you rather have a lot of satisfaction in your nine-to-five but have, you know, way less or no, you know, no community and you're trying to establish new roots. Like mm-hmm. where in that paradigm do you fall, you know, or what combination would you think would be ideal for you? Mm-hmm. I think that's, that's one of the decisions I'm trying to make right now. Cause I feel like, uh, up in Seattle, I, I kind of have that, uh, the, strong relationships and community that mm-hmm. I'm really like stoked on but then the nine to five I'm, I'm not quite sure um and I, I'm like still figuring out what what would I do if I do it up there and trying to interview and like oh do I like this or not whereas uh if I move back down to San Diego um I most likely would work where I worked over the summer which I really enjoyed um, but it would mean picking up and leaving that community and coming back down to San Diego, which like I have some high school buddies I keep in touch with, but those aren't my friends that I'm going to regularly be around and mm-hmm. live with. And so for me, it's kind of like, it, it's scary on both fronts. Cause it's scary in Seattle. Cause I'm like, well, I don't know what I'm going to do. Like, what am I going to do for work? Um, but I'm like, I have such a great community up there. Like, I feel so at, at home with that community. Um, but then in San Diego, I'm like, man, this is an awesome job. I think I would really love it. I could really see a future in there, a lot of growth. But then I'm like, but then that chapter of life with that community I had in Seattle is going to kind of close or not. I obviously, I'll keep in touch, but like, I'm going to make have to make new friends and find a new community. and I'm scared that like oh is it going to be as like awesome as this community and uh that i have now or 
is it not going to be as good and how long will it take to get that community if so because even if so like it's taken me four years to really feel at uh, home in a community up there Mm -hmm. so i think those are those are things that are like heavily weighing in what where what do i decide um and it's it's pretty tough what have you found helpful to help you get more clarity around that what is like what does progress or clarity look like for you moving forward how would you know if you're getting closer and all that i think um it's helped for me to talk to people i'm close with and just be in process with them mm-hmm. um i'm a verbal processor to begin with too uh but just talk with people i'm close with and kind of ask them what their thoughts are uh and kind of voice how i'm feeling and thinking about it has been helpful i think on the seattle front progress has been more logistical of like hey let's line up these interviews like let's check out these things like you kind of like this job back home let's see what up in seattle you can find and mm-hmm. so i think on the seattle front it's been a little more logistical of like hey let's try to line up a job like you'd actually uh be stoked to have and that would make you kind of weigh that option a little more because you probably wouldn't be so fearful of not liking where you worked so a year from now let's say we gather again today and we would ask you the question um from this point what do you hope in a year from now you're able to feel or you're like not able to feel that you feel and that you're able to say about your work and your community and who you are like if you just say oh gosh i hope i'm i hope this i hope i am this kind of experience at work these kinds of friends like what do you what do you hope for i think i hope that i have uh a community that i feel uh connected in approved of loved in Mm -hmm. um in a in a deep way that they they know me and uh they care about me Hmm. um i think for the community that's what i would say Mm -hmm. uh and that i just have some solid friends who i know like won't let me down and Mm -hmm. they'll be vulnerable and real with me Hmm. um and just some some people who i can do life with and come alongside i think for a job to be able to um (laughs) enjoy it Mm -hmm. like actually not hate it (laughs) yeah yeah yeah. (laughs) Uh, and also kind of see uh be able to kind of look forward and see the horizon like okay i've started for a year here here's where and feel direction direction yeah i'm on a good trajectory here that's cool i see the direction here or i see how this is preparing me for if i want to do yeah. this or do that. I think that's what I really want a year from now after the yeah with with the job I have that hey, I'm on a good trajectory. Um, if you a year from now check in about your job and, and and you say, gosh, this is not it. This was not it. But because I've checked this major thing off the list, now I have even more clarity about what the next thing is. Even though it's different, it might feel like starting over. Like would you consider in that scenario, would that be a failure in the year? Or would that feel like, okay. Uh, I think right now, looking forward, I would be like, oh, that would, that would suck. Like, yeah, yeah. I, I, a waste would, of a year. Yeah, yeah, a waste of a year. I think that's how I felt yeah. a little bit about my freshman year in college. I mm-hmm. went 
uh, straight into the dorms instead of uh, straight into the fraternity. I mm-hmm. didn't really know how things operated there. It was a little different than most other colleges. And I look back on my freshman year, and I barely remember like anything from it. And mm-hmm. it's almost like, oh, I feel like I wasted it. Um, but when I think a year from now, I'd look back and be like, oh, well, I learned this. I learned that. And yeah. like I made these these connections these relationships mm-hmm. i think looking back i would have that attitude mm-hmm. but looking forward yeah I'm like, yeah, oh, well, want that. yeah right. why would i do that yeah. i could just go into that mm-hmm. one but i think i wouldn't learn the things that i'd learn and yeah yeah so obviously we're peppering you with all these questions mm-hmm. is this uh <laughs> how do you feel about these questions <laughs> is this like annoying you is this me more anxiety is this helpful like what? i think it's it's helpful it, it's it is helpful for me because I think I push having to like think about these big decisions kind of off. Okay. And I just think of like, Oh, well these things are busier or I I should do this to like, um, fill my time. And once I really have to make a decision, then I'll make a decision. And then I put it off and realize I haven't really like totally given it enough thought because it's a a big decision and I really want to give it thought. Um, and so I think it's it's good to talk with um, you guys about it, and I think you guys give a a bit of a fresh perspective. Well, definitely um, talking about it and the questions compared to what I hear on a regular basis from other college students or other parents. Um, I can tell, uh, like my parents have been solid, but I I almost get like pressure from other like like my friends parents like i'll go over to their house or something and they'll be like oh do you you have a job lined up yet and like that's the first thing they ask me every time i walk through the door uh and uh and i'm like oh yeah and i just kind of like feel like i am stringing them along or something or that like i have to give them an answer and and if i don't that and i'm like uh yeah so that's interesting that you mentioned that because my next question to you was what are questions that people are asking seniors in college that are really unhelpful and 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 i think that is a prime example of a terrible it's a close-ended question it's a yes or no statement which isn't provide any real get to know you aspect to it it's just do you have a call it's really a pass or fail question do you have something lined up no uh okay why not you know maybe yeah. the next question which is still it puts you on the defense immediately um so um, maybe just not to get away from the negative side of it what do you feel like are helpful things that college students need to be asked by people in their lives like maybe listeners right now have family friends those that they mentor or are responsible for that are going through this transition what's a more helpful thing that you wish somebody would ask you to, or help you with i wish people would ask more questions about like the individual and like because uh, i think even in college it gets this like once you go to a job it's almost like the the high school to college transition of you apply to all these colleges and go to a four-year college just because that's what everyone does. Mm-hmm. And you'll be happy if you go to a four-year college. Um, and it's kind of same with a job. Like, you'll just be happy. You'll have a job and you'll have pay the bills. Um, but I think more people would be like, 
what are you passionate about what's fun for you right now i think uh yeah asking something like what's fun for you what are you what are you enjoying um not what's stressing you out what's uh what's on the horizon or i think a lot of times parents or older people will just try to provide solutions all the time and bombard people with solutions i guess or um they'll be like oh you don't well so-and-so has this internship and so-and-so could get you they could get you a job and mm-hmm. they could help you out mm-hmm. and like they could uh and you're like okay that that's great like it's really nice um but you kind of like don't really know where to go from there a lot of college students don't know how to follow up with someone that says something like that They're like what do i email them do i like talk to them wow. in person yeah. and like i don't know like you just saying that just throws this like shot in the dark of like okay like whoop whoop de doo so-and-so's friend has a job in this that would be more than happy to help me get a job um and meanwhile when we're when we go through this interview process it seems like nobody's like our friend that our family friend that wants to help us get a job for the most part they're like this rigid interview and like why why do you want to work for our company and what do you offer us and uh and then we get our family that's like oh well it's just easy like we'll get you in there and there and um (laughs) i think learning how to like come alongside uh the person without like just being like here you go or uh i think i think it it would be helpful if uh people kind of knew how to help better i think they don't know how to approach helping college students Mm. uh and they want to and i think it which is great and i think they really should but i think they uh they kind of are just like they just kind of spew out these like oh well i know this person and they could get you a job mm-hmm. or like I don't know, and it's like okay good but then like i'm either just gonna like settle because this is just what i've got or uh like I, i'll just like no thanks i don't want to take your charity or your handout like sure. i'm gonna go do it on my own and be able to say i got this job on my own so it's almost it's like they need some coaching on even how to be helpful. Yeah, Which I'd yeah. say that's a lot of what we do at the U school is like there's so many well-intentioned parents, teachers, yeah. and whatever it is that, but the, but the application is a bit off. And totally. a great idea with bad application ends yeah. up a bad a bad yeah. outcome. And uh, it's totally well-intentioned. And the thing I, the other thing I think is is great about them, uh, doing that is. Like right now we're in this age of digital applications and you just shotgun out as many applications to as many employers as you can. And a lot of my friends have done this approach where it's just like apply online to as many places as you can and hope you get this email response. Wow. Whereas our parents' generation knows it's not so much your online application because your GP your resume is compared against thousands of other people who probably have a better resume than you it's who who do you know and how can they help you and our parents know that and so they want to say oh so and so can help you but we're being told by every recruiter every person that we meet 
well apply online apply online we, you need this you have to meet these requirements so we have these like mixed signals that we're getting where it's like we know you can help me but then we're told by these other people so we're like who do we believe do we believe my family friend who's really nice or this like recruiter who i actually know works there um and so it's tough uh and i found like it's it seems more effective to get my foot in the door with actually someone who who knows someone there uh as opposed to that online application approach um but I think parents don't know how to kind of articulate that or communicate that or really um, help someone through that process. I think that's partially what we're doing in this, in this conversation. It's perhaps modeling for the folks listening. How do you be a non-anxious presence for someone that's in transition, like a college graduate, soon to be college graduate, ask questions that are insightful and helpful. And our, I think our encouragement um, our encouragement is that you in the next few weeks even pull back a little bit from the the the, the technical um, submitting resumes putting out cover letters like all that stuff because you can do that and get lost in it mm-hmm. and it gets very confusing and in fact really overwhelming I think for most people so but to pull back a little bit and look at the the bigger questions the questions we talk about for you school are, are I think important um, about what you believe in and the kind of person you want to be and the, the problem you want to solve with your life and, and what you think your talents and strengths are. And, and at this age, I think at least for me at 22, I really didn't know much about my talents and strengths, but I had some hints. And so it's more about like pursuing getting better at things mm-hmm. and, and sharpening your skills and, and strengths. And then a really important one that I think even listening to you sounds hugely important to you. It's about who you belong to and the people that you're around. Mm-hmm. And that might even, as you go through this process, you might even discover that that's actually more important to you than the work that you do. Mm-hmm. And um, as much as people are, are telling you, it's important the job that you have. It should be a good fit, should be what you are wired for. You might even find that it actually matters more to you, that you're in a close community of friends, people that mm-hmm. love you and support you. Mm-hmm. And that could actually ease the tension and the pressure to find the perfect job mm-hmm. because you're having your needs met in other places. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, so one of the last questions, little known fact, we didn't mention this in the beginning. <laughs> you went through a very early version of the U school four or five years ago yeah, in your I high did. school. So uh, any, what do you remember? Is there anything that you got out of it? Is there anything that's been residual in your life? I, so it was, I think right during that time, now that I look back, I really wanted to be a sports broadcaster. I was really into sports, and I was convinced that I was going to UCLA. Uh, and I got denied from UCLA, and I quickly realized I didn't want to be a sports broadcaster because that entailed uh, living in South Dakota, announcing softball games for 10 years before you really make it on the scene. <laughs> And so, sorry, South Dakota softball yeah. fans. <laughs> sorry, all our South Dakota softball players and listeners, uh, or sports broadcasters announcing. Yeah. Um, but yeah, and I think the U school, uh, I kind of went through the U school thinking that I had to have this solution, I guess, and that, uh, when I, when I started, I was like, oh, well, I know so strongly what I want to do because I'd been fed this sort of, you need to know what you want to do and you need to know where you want to go to school from uh, 
people older than me and people asking me all the time that I was like, and so I don't know if I, uh, I was like at the time I was like, I like sports <laughs> and I like to talk. So, uh, and, um, yeah, yeah. So I think after, I think residual from the U school is like, oh, okay, I don't need to, A, I don't need to have everything figured out and I can be in process and just process things and learn actually who I am and not just figure out this uh, answer or can thing that I, that I want to do because it sounds nice or because it's something that uh, I can tell everyone when they ask me, like, I want to find something like that's uniquely me or you, I guess. <laughs> that's, cool. that's great. Well, Craig, man, it's been awesome having you with us. And, uh, you know, I, just, I as I'm, even now reflecting on the conversation we just had uh it's it's refreshing to me to hear you think about some of these things in ways that uh you don't want that that you are as we would say you're you are writing out your own story with some intentionality to the decisions you're making right now and you may make mistakes but your your spectrum of mistakes is so much narrower than so many they're just going to go because they've caved to the pressure of the question what are you going to do after college and they're they just freak out and they have to they line something up just so that they can feel okay answering that question and mm-hmm. i'm glad that um you're in a place where i think you're growing in health in that way and so we're we're thankful we've had uh, some role in, in your life in that way mm-hmm. and uh, we're looking forward to more conversations like this and so we look forward to hearing from you guys so check out more info at the u school the u school.com uh, we've got articles and, and more about our programs. And, um, yeah, we look forward to having you back on our next episode. See you next time. Thank you for tuning into the U-School podcast. We want you to know about our brand new LifeScript course. Our flagship program that we offer is now available in a digital environment on our website. The course is designed to help anyone who is in a period of life transition to reflect on the big questions that matter the most. Questions like... Who am I? What's my story? What do I believe in? What kind of person do I want to become? What's my mission in life? How can I best contribute? And who do I belong to? The digital course has been designed to be intuitive and deeply human. You will recruit your own team of life advisors to track with you the entire time you engage in self-reflection, giving you the feedback and support you need to write a great story for the next chapter. Just go to theuschool.com and if you sign up, use the promo code PODCAST10 to get $10 off the list price. That's P-O-D-C-A-S-T and the number 10. Remember, you only get one life. Make sure your life reads like a great story.